Hey everybody, we have our first look trailer finally from Morbius, the Spider-Man spinoff that may or may not be a part of the MCU. We're also looking at the Garfield casting. How many animated roles will Chris Pratt do? And I have Ken Knapsack in studio live to talk down and break down this new trailer from the book of Boba Fett. Riley's Cantina happens now. Let's do this. What do I say every week here Tuesday at the Good People Association? We did it! It is Riley's Cantina coming at you live from Burbank. I have Ken Napsok here talking the book of Boba Fett. That's the juicy stuff that we're going to get to, my friend. Yeah. But first off, how are you? I'm great. It's good to be back here on yeah, the show. Man. I thought for a second you said uh, said the word wrong. I've been calling it Morpheus, but that's another character. Yeah, I, 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 I've, been, I've been calling it Morpheus, too. <laughs> it's a lot of Morpheus. There's, there's there. still... There's a lot of M words out there with the uh, these uh, superhero movies, these sci-fi movies, but that is true. We have our yeah. Mor Morbi Mor Morf Mor Morbi. <laughs> we got it. Morbius. <laughs> See you next week, friends. And that's Riley's Cantina here on the Good People Association. Thank you for joining us here, everybody. We go live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific. It is so nice, and thank you for making the Good People Association a part of your day. Ikaika, the Hawaiian hunk, is also here. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Good, good, good. Are you excited to talk about this uh, Morpheus trailer? Yes, Morbius. Yes. Right, I'm, that's I'm what I said. With him because morbid. He, he is, is he morbid? Yes. He is morbid. He has a few episodes in the uh, original animated series. He does. Pretty cool, yeah. so. He does. A big Spider-Man villain is getting his own spinoff. Uh, this is coming on the heels, of course. We have Venom. We have Venom, Let There Be Carnage. We have a new Spider-Man universe happening outside of the MCU. Without Spider-Man. Without Spider-Man. Although there are, uh, there are, did you see Venom, Let There Be Carnage? I did not. I didn't okay. see Venom or Venom 2. Well, there is something I'm not going to spoil okay. here, but uh, we are getting, we're getting close. We're getting close, and it's 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 clear. Let's just get into it, Ken, because let's do it. Why wait? The Morbius trailer. Okay. Morbius. Morbius trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, the big news here, everybody. I want to get your thoughts here. If you want to send in a Streamlabs, Streamlabs.com/slash/GoodPeopleGPA, you can get us there. Super chats are always welcome. They help us so much here at the Good People Association. It also highlights your comments. That if you want to add to the conversation, I would love to have you here, and uh, you know. Just point it out to us here, and we will read it here on air, because I want your thoughts specifically about this. Ikaika, please weigh in as well. Uh, this Morbius trailer mm -hmm. uh, now has references not only to the MCU with uh, Tom Holland and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on there. We have uh, Michael Keaton making an appearance here. He was Vulture uh, in Homecoming. Right. And now he's in Morbius. But is he Vulture? Apparently so. We also have references to Venom with Tom Hardy. Right. Hardy. Uh, there are a couple of detectives in this trailer that say we haven't seen this kind of stuff since San Francisco, which right. is referencing Venom. Yeah. And then we have a shot of Morbius, Jared Leto's character, walking past a spray painting of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Right. So everybody's like, and then, oh, sorry. And then, of course, there is the Easter egg. Whenever, whenever there is a... Shot of a skyline, especially New York, mm -hmm. you can pinpoint a lot of Easter eggs. Okay. And one of those Easter eggs is the Oscorp building. Uh, Norman Osborn, one of the big villains that we've seen with Spider-Man, not only in the comics, but Sam Raimi's trilogy. We have rumors that Willem Dafoe is going to be joining the No Way Home. So, right, because everyone's in that one. 
Everyone's in that right. one. Okay. Uh, but they're they're showing the Oscorp building, and they're saying, hey, that's the same font as The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. So now, what the hell is going on? I, I know, like, what do you think of all this multiverse stuff? And when it comes to, I know superhero movies aren't your necessarily yeah. your thing. Ain't my bag, man. Ain't your bag, man. Yeah. But what do you make of this? I mean, it. I, I can make the jokes that it's confusing, but I think it's pretty easy to track if you kind of play with it. Multiverses, yeah, yeah aren't my favorite time travel, other than like a Back to the Future or something sure, like that. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, aren't my favorite, but that's just me. That's just my take. Um, what What is the... Uh, is, what's the interest of not just uh, uh, of Morbius, uh, Mobius. Or, or Mobius, which is, is it Mobius? Uh, Mo, Mo, Mobius is Morbius. Uh, is, Morbius. Yeah, Mobius is actually Moby in concert. Moby, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so what's for the fandom? What is the interest for these movies? Regardless of Venom worked at the box office or not, or Venom Carnage, sure. I'm not worried about that. The interest for these characters. Well, I mean, I think, you know, Morpheus, Morbius, mm-hmm. Mobius, yeah. um, Mo- Mo- Morbius is the vampire. Is uh, You know, yep. he has a rare blood disease, and so the character goes out looking and searching for mm-hmm. something to cure him, finds it in a rare blood type in the bat. The bat then bites him, apparently. Sure. He, become, he has vampire tendencies, vampire-like reflexes, mm-hmm. gets superpowers, and becomes a somewhat villain to Spider-Man in the comics. In the comics. Okay, now— But you said somewhat villain. Is he an anti-hero? Ikaka, do you know more about... He's, he's kind of an anti-hero. He is kind of an anti-hero, and of course he's getting his own movie, Jared Leto being an Oscar winner. Of course he's going to have some kind of redeeming qualities. Tom Hardy playing Venom is known as a villain in the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. but then over time, you know, uh, I know right, that right, they right. there's a rumor right now that the uh, that Venom might get an actual, um, another spinoff with Flash Thompson, one of uh, Spider-Man's... Mm. Characters, villains, um, goes, does service, loses his legs in an explosion uh, fighting for uh, the U.S. of A., and then gets the Venom suit to help him. He becomes Agent Venom. Right. So he becomes sort of an anti-villain as well, anti-hero, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, as it were. So now, I guess the big question is, what the hell is going on? How is this the multiverse in action, Ikaika? What do you think about this? Um, I mean, it all seems like it. Like, especially we saw this Spider-Man poster in the background in the first trailer. Right. Uh, it also says murder on it, so that's linking it to the MCU with Mysterio linking. Oh, that Spider-Man killed killed Mysterio. Right. Right. Um. So that's whole that whole thing is going to be looped in. I think I haven't seen Let There Be Carnage, but I saw the post credit. Yeah. So I think that's kind of going to be playing into this universe. Yeah. But it's pr- this is just pretty much Sony. They they have Spider Man, but it's kind of an MCU property. So they right. but because they're tying it in. Yeah, they're oh, tying oh. they're tying it in using the multiverse now but, as their way in. But and I always hate when I ask this question. Yeah, what does it all mean? What's the themes behind Morbius that people are attracted to? This is why I I, I love you, Kid Napsok, and why I because Easter eggs are neat. Easter eggs are they're not they have no value other than when you see them and go hey how does it serve the character? Yeah, what what's this character about? What sell me on on Morbius? Morbius for me, um, I think works as a good mirror image to Spider-Man okay. because, one, you can kind of look at the simple uh, the simple fact of... With, with great power. With great, great power power's comes responsibility. great responsibility. Thank okay. you. Um, both bit by, you know, different mm-hmm. things that uh, give Spider people bat. the heebie-jeebies. Chihuahua. Yeah. Right? Um, but what we're coming from, I feel like, is Spider-Man is a... Is a Peter Parker is a an able boy. Yeah. He's an able-bodied boy that gets... Yeah. 
you know, he might be down on his luck. He loses his Uncle Ben. He lives alone with his Aunt May. Um, he needs to juggle jobs, high school, and great power, okay. right? Yeah. But he had, he, you know, all things considered, he walked into getting the powers from a spider yeah. virtually healthy. Right. Right? Right. Now, Morbius, not so healthy. Not so healthy. Dying, looking mm -hmm. for a cure, uh, a way to be able-bodied himself like Spider-Man or okay. Peter Parker. And he goes down the other path. He searches out. <clears throat> Peter gets it by happenstance, right? Right, right, right Radioactive right. spider bites him. He gets these powers. He didn't ask for them. It leads to- The burden to of power. The right? burden of uh, your position of power. He didn't ask for that power. Didn't ask for it. Sometimes- Morbius is asking for it. He's asking for it. And then what happens when you get that power? What why, happens? How, why are you going to use it? I think that's where we're looking at the conflict in character. Okay. And that's what I like. And to answer your question, I think that's what can be interesting to see as we uh, examine a Morbius character. Okay. A character that's frail, that is uh, with the best intentions going forward to find something that can yeah. cure him, that gets that great power. And from this trailer, what it looks like, he uses it irresponsibly. Gotcha. Yeah. Ikaika's in a sweater today, which I, I think we should call out as a good decision. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Um, just based off of like what I've seen in the comics and like in the animated series mixed with this trailer, Morbius is pretty much going off what Mark said. He's going out to help other people. Like yep. he's sick, and other people he says in the trailer, like other people has a sickness, and he's trying to figure it out. He's, mm. I think, more in, in the comics. He uses more of like scientific way. It's not just being bit okay. by a bat. So you kind of see that in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. But when the, he gets this power, it's almost like his ego is taking over, and it's struggling between. Gotcha. I have all this power now. Do I just help myself? Yeah. Or do I go back and help help other people? So that's why it's kind of an antihero gotcha. because he has to, like in in the animated series, he struggles a lot. Like, right. he's a vampire and he's attacking people, but then he almost attacks his girlfriend. So he's trying to figure out. How do I get myself back to being a human and not hurt other people, but still use this okay. power and science well, that I've discovered to help people okay. as well? Because of the yeah, bloodlust. Great. Ask he the becomes answer. a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I. You know. You know me. I'm not just asking stuff. I'm fascinated with it. I'm fascinated by people. Other than the connection, the connections are great. Yeah. I love Michael Keaton. He can pop up in anything. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I just because uh, the antihero stuff with Venom too. It's interesting to me, and it's. I don't know if we're in an era where we love antiheroes as much as we used to, but I think there always a, is a place for them because of that kind of stuff they yeah. ask. <laughs> you know, we're going to be talking about one here in a bit. I think. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah, so I'm fascinated by that. Uh, and then Leto, look, Leto's, you know, you can talk about Leto all day about some of the weirdness and bad behaviors or whatever and the cult he apparently has. Yeah, uh, he has a cult. But, you know, he's a, from from the Jordan Catalano days in my so-called life. He's he's a good actor. <laughs> That's a he does nice what he's reference. doing. I'm, I'm curious to see what he does in this type of superhero role, not yeah. the Joker. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious as well. And um, to, to de actually um, review the trailer, I thought this was a fantastic trailer. Actually, one of my favorites from the Sony Marvel Universe, the Spider-Man Universe. Venom never did it for me. Um, I thought mm. it was fun. I thought that Tom Hardy was just having a blast. He's chewing up the scenery left and right, and I mm -hmm. like how the character turned out. I love that audiences are responding to it. I feel it's a good 90s movie here in the 2020s, and so, yeah. you know, we're having some fun there. I wonder how this is going to play out as far as um, the Spider-Man world, the mythos, the character, and how the multiverse is getting in there. But I look at this thing, and everybody's confused. They're like, that's Oscorp from Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's the Raimi Spider-Man from his Spider-Man trilogy. That's... Tom Holland's character, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, villain, uh, you know, Adrian Toomes from Homecoming, Michael Keaton. To that I say, don't be confused, it's a multiverse. 
That's it. Doors open, people it's walk it. in and out That's all it. the time, right? Yeah. Uh, final question for me about this stuff sure. here. How is it going? Obviously, MCU, this gold standard, amazing success. Uh, you know, Eternals is, at, at, I, yeah, from my distance, seems mixed, but, you know, yeah. blah, 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 whatever. It's still going to do. It's going <laughs> to do, do well. It's going to do well. Uh, we know DC struggled and had some successes over the years. Is it still, uh, I'm really asking from a point of ignorance, is it still being sold as like, here's the bright, Somewhat cheery, though serious, MCU, and DC's a little uh, darker, grittier, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Is that still kind of the case? Is that what I'm seeing? I, am, am I wrong about that? I mean, I, you know, we have now three universes if you take, you know, we have, well, DC is very confusing mm -hmm. as well because we have Aquaman, we have Jason Momoa's right, character right. was Wonder part of the Woman, Snyder yeah. Cut, with Gal Gadot and Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah. We have no idea what's happening. Ezra Miller is coming in with a flash. We have rumors that Ben Affleck's not showing up alongside Michael Keaton. <laughs> right, right, right. So right, yeah. they're doing something over there. I think that what the Spider-Man universe, and if we can go off of what Kevin Feige said recently in a press mm -hmm. junket from the Eternals, is that he said, I don't think we're going to have the same problems we had earlier with Sony and Spider-Man. There was right. a time there after Far From Home. Tense, and yeah. uh, What's that? It got tense. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It got really tense for a while there. It was Tom Holland was mm -hmm. signed on to do like five movies as Spider-Man. What we found out later, it was Homecoming, Far From Home, Avengers Endgame, Avengers in Infinity War, and Civil War. Mm -hmm. Those were the five. Mm -hmm. And then it was there was a stalemate where they were like, well, now what? And so everybody thought we were going to get a finish to the trilogy of right. Spider-Man movies within the MCU. I think if we take Kevin Feige's comments face value, he said, there's not going to be any problems. I think we're going to have a very good, fruitful working relationship okay. moving forward. That's great. I think the Spider-Man multiverse or the multiverse in the MCU is going to be introduced in No Way Home. Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange is there. It's going to blow it blow open it here. Mor uh, Morbius is coming out after that movie. Mm -hmm. That's going to introduce the multiverse and all the Spider-Men and all the villains right, and the right. Sinister Six of Spider-Man right. villains, I believe. And then we're just going to be able to lean on that. Where do you where do you fall on any kind of multi multiverse idea, different characters, different planes of existence, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Where do you fall as a comic book fan? I tend to like them. Yeah. I do, um, if handled correctly. Yeah. I like the idea of a multiverse... We go to character a lot. We go to themes yeah, and yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. What does that story do for the character? Now, I want to go a little bit deeper. I don't know if they can do that in a multiverse setting mm -hmm. when you have so many moving parts. Mm -hmm. But the idea, can if you were to walk out into the world mm -hmm. and run into a version of yourself, what would that do for you? Right, right, right. I look at it a little I, bit existential. Yeah, no, okay, that definitely works for me, and I, 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 I can get behind it. Yeah, I think my, my fear sometimes in it, and I'm not saying it's even right or it's an opinion that I have that I think I, I'm pounding. I sometimes like, like if if Ken one goes around their life, makes decisions, faces consequences, and then somehow multiverse makes those choices have less power or less lessons. That's yeah. where I would pull back. But that's, that's not the worry. That's not necessarily what they do. Right. Uh, and I again, you can make the jokes about confusion. Conf Confusing things, and it does get a little for me, so that's why I don't gravitate to as much. But yeah, I think like it, like with anything, how you use it to affect the character and the themes of the story is great. But uh, yeah, as a Superman fan, do you like? Do they does he factor into that stuff ever? I mean, yeah, he does. There there are multiverse in uh, the DC universe, and I know that there are Earth ones, and there are different. I'm not as gotcha. well versed. Yeah, 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 gotcha. I'm actually not okay. well versed in a lot of this multiverse stuff, mm. um, but we'll get a Matt Key in. Yeah, get a Matt Key in here because I'm sure he yeah. he knows. Very well, but it does come down to story. As long as it 
translate to the screen if the stakes are real, if the character arcs yeah. are real, if, the, okay. if, if, if there are some – the stakes, the story. I don't want to just settle into a multiverse and go like, the reason that happens is because multiverse. It's an all-star. It can be an all-star game. Correct. Uh, where you're bringing in all, all players from all sorts of teams, and that doesn't necessarily equate to to equality. But but I, yeah, it seems like they they have an idea what they're doing, and people are reacting to it. That's why that's why I'm legitimately asking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kaika, you have something to say? I think the Marvel DC ha- or Marvel Disney has like a, a very big thing that they need to cross, and mm-hmm. it's not anything that they're doing. It's the fans mm-hmm. that are, I would say very negative about things because oh, one yeah. people are going to be confused about multiverse they might not they'll get turned off by that mm. but i think a lot of people are going to be turned off not a lot of people but for some reason people will be turned off by the quote-unquote wokeness that marvel is doing now because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. have the black widow came out and then captain marvel right uh mm-hmm. wandavision was female led you had uh captain america who's now african-american yeah then you have a muslim captain marvel coming out yeah and then eternals i think all that is awesome and amazing and it's sad that that's going to be what people are going to look down on marvel now because of that and that they're trying to expand right. and be representing to more than just white people yeah yeah i think is, it's awesome yeah it's great but it's going to be really difficult for that to, so i think all these crazy storylines it's just that's yeah. always been a part of marvel and yeah. i think it's yeah, great yeah, that totally. it's coming out now it's coming out now, and it's it's a it's a it's a huge palette that you can paint on, uh, with so many moving parts. So the story is there; it's Check absolutely it there. It's going to be how it's executed on screen. Yeah, sure. How was your lunch? I'm just choking on it. Apparently, <laughs> I had a Caesar salad, no chicken, no chicken. Um, great, yeah, and to, yeah, Kaka's uh, uh, other uh, observation there. Yeah, well, it's very good. Uh, that could be a yeah big uh, that storm that's already brewing in a lot of places and, and had been with Captain Marvel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just a shame that's where we're at sometimes. Uh, I like I like what you guys you say. Fight against, fight against it. Yeah, cast your dollar vote. Absolutely, <laughs> cast your dollar vote and uh, you know vote with your with your dollar. And I always like what you say over there on Force Center. It's like mm-hmm. engage with the story that's presented to you. Yeah, you know, and these are stories that are well versed in history, mythology. We have mm-hmm. years and years, decades of story. Yeah, yeah. Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Morbius, yeah. Morpheus. No, Morpheus, no, Morbius, Mobius. 40 years about that. Mobius, striptease, as Carrie Exactly, but, well, I really do like the story. I think it, it does just come down to a multiverse and whether or not it's going to translate on screen. We're going to see how that is. Uh, Jared Leto, as Morbius the vampire, a well-known Spider-Man villain, we're going to see how that folds into the MCU plan, how it folds into Sony's plan as well, and whether or not these two franchises can get along and then jump in and out of their own respective timelines. Timelines, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. but I really liked it. What do you guys think? What did you think of the Morbius trailer with Jared Leto, and how does it factor into the Spider-Man that we know and love, and how does it factor into Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man? How does it factor into Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man? Are we going to see that all play out and set up Morbius in No Way Home? Yeah, probably. Uh, but if you want to send anything your way, our super chats are open and streamlabs.com slash goodpeoplegpa. You can get them in there. We're going to get closer to the topic du jour, the meat of the episode. But I want to touch on one bit of news yeah. that dropped, that got a lot of people talking, Ken. Yeah. Chris Pratt. <laughs> in under a month. Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. Has been. He's hated. Is he He's hated hate. or is he just over? Is it like. He is now going to voice Mario in a animated movie of Super Mario Brothers, and then it came out today that he's now going to do Garfield yeah. in an animated movie of Garfield. Yeah, 
And a lot of people are, are, are pointing to the fact that this guy is now just a legend when it comes to voicing animated characters. What what do you make of that? Look, we, we are um, really close friends with many people who are uh, yes. very successful in the voiceover world. And Correct. this is nothing new for them. This is no. uh, can be disappointing. But, you know, our pal Roger Craig Smith will always tell you uh, he's Sonic. And then the movie, uh, he's not Sonic in the movie. And he's been he's Sonic not. for 10 years. That's just not how it works. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, hasn't been that way for a while. So, yeah, there's that. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, the Pratt thing of it all, I'm not here to comment on all of Pratt. Like, I, yeah. I know I know a lot of uh, what you could either say beliefs or beliefs attributed to him, whether they're 100% true or not. Right. Um, sometimes it's um, put him in a, in a position of hot water, but he's pretty well respected by those around him and those that know him. I'll, I'll take that for what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think all that aside, it's just this guy can't, can't win for losing right now. Uh, and I also don't. Um, blame anyone like the Mario thing is uh, is a thing and the Garfield thing I get you know I know a lot of people are putting like Nick Offerman out there there's a lot of sure then you could what if these things to death but you know B- Bill Murray did it once before and it was a big literally a mistake yeah <laughs> a yeah. clerical error <laughs> he was what did I sign on for I thought I was doing something else this is what happens yeah. when you just answer voicemails to do movies and not your agent yeah. I think that's what happened with yeah. With what him. was it? Because it was the wrong Cohen brother, or it was right. A, he thought, he it, thought was it was the Cohen brothers, brothers, and it was just another Cohen. It was or just a Cohen. So he agreed to it. That's one of the greatest stories there. But yeah, Chris Pratt is entering the kind of the legendary voiceover status, yeah. um, doing the voice not only of Mario and Super Mario Brothers movie. He did the Lego movies, of course, right. and now yeah. he's doing Garfield. And um, it is something. I guess it's something. If you don't like Chris Pratt, if you do like Chris Pratt, I think the voice is recognizable. A lot of people are talking. Yeah. Is he going to do the same voice that he does from the Lego movie, in the Mario Brothers movie, and then on to the Garfield movies? Fair. I hope that he does something different and it's character-driven. I don't know. Ikaika, what are your thoughts on uh, Chris Pratt as Garfield? I, I saw that and I was like, what? Yeah. It, it makes no sense. Like... I don't know, because we've only seen him as, uh, I can't remember the guy's name from the Lego movie, but that's perfect for him, because he's happy and cheerful. Yeah, and yeah. Everyone's friend. Sure. And he, then, yeah. like, Mario's like, I guess, but not really. I don't really see that. And then Garfield. Garfield I, is grumpy and, like, Mwah. Garfield is grumpy. He loves lasagna. He hates Mondays. Right. He sleeps all day. He doesn't like Odie. He makes fun of John. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I, I was a... Huge Garfield fan. Oh, up. yeah. Uh, give me Nermal, too. Yeah, Nermal, Odie, Odie. Uh, John Arbuckle, yeah. uh, Liz, I do. the, the, the Liz. girl, he, right, the vet? Yeah, I, the I vet? always love Garfield. I absolutely love Gar- Garfield. Uh, yeah, I, it, it, look, and it, Pratt's a good actor, but he he's I'd call him one of those, he plays Chris Pratt he kind of right. a lot, and that works for a lot. Of, I mean, quite frankly, I think Harrison Ford made an entire career out of being Harrison Ford. That's right. Uh, and I let's that's my guy. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just yeah, it's uh yeah, to a guy's point, it's like him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was able to look at uh Chris Pratt's uh, filmography. I was able to, mm-hmm. you know, think about it, consider it, and then I had a source, Ken, that came to me, a source that actually said I've dug up some future casting announcements regarding Chris Pratt. He's not just going to be in Super Mario Brothers. He's not just going to be the voice of Garfield. Oh, yeah. Do you want to hear what else he's going to be doing in the future? Yes, I actually uh, have exclusive news here, yet to be seen by the public, of Chris Pratt this, and what he's going to be doing in the future. Is this a, is this a hot scoop? This is a hot scoop here. 
Are you ready for this? Yeah. I have yeah. it on good authority now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we're getting another movie. Okay. Another cat movie at that. Oh, Ikaika, will you bring that up, please? That's right. Felix the Cat. Oh, Variety Felix. is reporting that Chris Pratt will also lend his voice to the live-action version of Felix the Cat. I love Felix. I love good 1930s comedy. I know, right? And so this is what this is what's interesting here, though. Uh, the movie finds Felix mm -hmm. following into a falling into a portal and entering the real world, where it's a race against time to find his way back to his own reality. Love it. And the movie's going to be directed by Joe Johnston. Oh, good old Joe Johnston. Joe Johnston, yeah. You know? So, you know, Felix the Cat, we're getting another Chris Pratt cat movie. I don't know what you guys think about mm. Felix the Cat, though. Uh, yeah, uh, but Underrated of the cats. Underrated, yeah. But my source went even further. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Kaika, what's the next picture there? Deadline now oh. is reporting that Chris in, huh? Pratt is headlining an animated movie based on the Wiley e. Coyote movie, and it's entitled Follow That Roadrunner. The movie sees Chris Pratt as the ill-fated coyote falling into a portal and entering the real world, and it's a race against time to find his way back into his reality. The twist here, though, Ken. Mm, give me the twist. What a twist. Pratt has zero lines of dialogue because the source material, Wiley Coyote, doesn't speak. It doesn't speak much. He just holds it, up signs, It's right? really, yeah, Wiley doesn't speak. The voice of the Roadrunner, however, yeah. will be portrayed by Scarlett Johansson. I, I really like that. It's, yeah. just, it's not a Disney picture, right? So no, no. no. The, there? Okay. the director, Susan Beyer of Bird Box fame, is directing this movie. I love that. I love. I actually like Bird Box. Yeah, it's really interesting. But we're not stopping there. Not My stopping source there. goes even further. Hot scoops. Yeah, hot scoop number three. What okay. do we have next, Ikaika? That's oh, right. Okay. The hashtag show reporting that Chris yeah. Pratt is also lending his pipes to a live-action retelling of Popeye. This movie is said to be a meditation and yeah. deconstruction behind the Popeye mythos oh, yeah. as the sailor man goes on an existential journey across the seven seas, searching for that age-old question to his longtime quandary, I am what I am, and that's all that I am, or <laughs> is it? I love that. Darren love Aronofsky that. is directing this. Aronofsky, thing. yeah, uh, and nothing to do with the Altman picture. No, right? nothing to okay. do with the Altman. This is a okay. clean reboot. This is a animated live action hybrid. That's great. And uh, this one is though the discourse is going to get real bad here because yeah. the last source, the the source, and the last project that I'm getting right now, Ikaika, yeah. what is that? The Rap is reporting that yet another animated movie of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> is happening another. this time. Yeah. Casting Pratt is all four. Oh, he's going to do all the turtle crazy... voices. That's oh. right. Raph, Mikey, Donnie, and mm -hmm. Leo. And the movie is a live action animated hybrid mm -hmm. that finds the turtles falling into a portal and entering the real world, or it's a race against time to find their way back to their own reality. Oh, I'm that. noticing a, a trend here. Pratt yeah. is also making his directorial debut. He's putting the, he put together the project, huh? Yeah, he's putting together the project. So I that's it. I love it. That's Chris Pratt news right. for you guys. Take it or leave it. My source, he's, <laughs> he might be on to something. I don't know, but hot that's stupid. That's it. That's stupid. That's hot, stu what's well, stupid, but hot scoopage. <laughs> Tweet it out. Hot scoopage coming at you the from old, Chris this Pratt. This guy ran the schmoesnose.net's website. I, I mean, I know I know what I speak of. Yeah. I have yeah, yeah. good sourcing on this. Take it or leave it. Your reports may vary in the various different outlets out there. They're reporting something yeah. new, something different, but and all you, you know, know, and all you have to do, Mark, you, you, I know you listed these websites, but in truth, all you have to say is, "I have a source," and then apparently it's fact. Apparently it's fact. Yeah, it's fact. But that'll do it for the news of the day, the real news, as it were, mm -hmm. here on Riley's Cantina, because we're going to get into the mm -hmm. big topic of the day. This is why I wanted Ken Napsok here. And that is... He said it was for the Morbius. It was for the Morbius. you brought me in. It was, it was actually for that bit with the Chris Pratt. <laughs> We're done here, everybody. See you next time on Riley's Bye -bye. Cantina. Bye-bye. Okay, here we go. 
Uh, we have ourselves the very first yeah. trailer for the book of Boba Fett. Little tease. Little tease. Little something something. It was a little different than I thought it was going to be, Ken, because okay. I was expecting... I, I don't know what I was expecting. When I first watched it, I went, ah, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I thought I would get a lot of like, you know, when Boba Fett made his debut uh, in the full armor, in the Mandalorian episode there. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought maybe we'd get a lot more action. This was more intimate for me. This really yeah, went yeah. into a lot of the big themes, I would say, yeah. of character and what Star Wars is trying to do, deconstructing some of the myths. I know they're doing that with the Popeye movie with Chris Pratt, but de deconstructing some of these myths that we've built up over time. Boba Fett being that bounty hunter that shows up in Empire Strikes Back, mm. looks cool, no disintegrations. We think right, right. everything about this guy. <gasps> he falls into a Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. Mm. We then have... Years and years and years of Legends material, um, Shadows of the Empire, the comic book kind of went into what happened between Empire and Jedi. I know they're doing another run with that. But Boba Fett being the baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy, this, this trailer did something different for me where it showed kind of like the underworld and Boba Fett actually maneuvering himself to be the big... What I see is the big gangster of the universe or of the underworld. What did, what was your take on this? Well, yeah, the, where it starts, it, it, it uh, and I, I do want to also go back uh, and ask you, I'll pitch it to you in a second here, about seeing him in Mando, but more specifically seeing him at the the tease for Book of Boba Fett, which was a surprise. Yeah, so I want to go back to that. Surprise, yeah. What I love about this is this is a minute 48 seconds of Boba Fett and Return of the Jedi vibes. Yeah. Uh, and it starts with that Bomar monk, and you, you're, you're right there, and you're thinking, oh, and, and, and it's a wave of nostalgia. Yep. And then... I right, love how it's at night, or uh, the, during the yeah, day the, versus... The first line is Boba Fett literally, uh, paraphrasing, but Boba Fett literally going, I'm not a bounty hunter. Yeah. And literally going, that person you knew, that character you knew growing up with for decades, that ain't me. That's not me. That's that what I got. not what I am. It's not. It's what I was, and and picking up where he was in Mandalorian, with this idea of you know I've been living with this idea of I'm not really a clone, but I'm probably treated as a clone. Right. I'm not really my father, but I I was treated as Jango's son. I'm a bounty hunter, maybe by choice, uh, but I am I am a Mandalorian by creed, but I'm not accepted by some Mandalorians. Prime, uh, Prime Minister Almec says that in the Clone Wars very yeah. clearly. Jango is 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 not a. Mandalorian, but then this show comes along and corrects that, and, and Filoni kind of keeping uh, being the keeper that side of that canon right there in that moment. So here he is now, and then so so he takes over Jabba's palace. You know, right. we see we see that, and then this trailer, I was really surprised that he's like literally like, let me take my mask off. He yep. takes the helmet off many times, many times, and is like, this is me, this is who I am, and he's got this code now and how he's going to rule. But it's still the underworld. Yeah. Talk about your antiheroes. Yeah. It's still the underworld in the fledgling New Republic, and I wasn't—I didn't know what to expect from the show. I'm look, looking more forward to Kenobi and Andor and sure. Acolyte and those kind of shows. I was like, yeah, because I, I didn't grow up loving Boba Fett, right? But I, it's Star Wars. You could say it's an hour-long weekly series of George Lucas sitting in a food court in a mall eating lunch, and I'd be like, yeah. can't wait. I would watch that. George too. eats Sabaro. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Disney Plus exclusive series. <laughs> so I went in with very—I want to say low expectations, like negative, but I just went in like I don't know. Yeah. This set the tone, this set the theme for what we're going to dive into, which is, again, continuing this identity. Yeah. But also how you use your power, how you want to use your power, what are you using it for? Yeah. What kind of changes might it go through? That's my opening monologue on what it is. I love it, and I agree with so much of that. Um, it really hit me differently because I, d mm. I am a Boba Fett guy. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I fell in love with Boba Fett for most of the reasons everybody else did. He looked effing cool. Mm-hmm. I wanted the, the outfit. I loved what he was doing. I was wondering if he was going to be uh, more integral to the whole movie after Empire sure, Strikes sure. Back. A little bummed when he went to the Sarlacc pit, but not right. really crying over it. It was just, a, it was kind of, it felt Star Wars. Boba Fett going in the Sarlacc pit, I think is one of the most Star Warsy things to happen in that movie, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, and people, it really you is. overlooked that. Yeah. And, and we are of the generation that was like, huh? Yeah. I was like, I, I was a little too young, but like people even one or two years older than me were like, I waited three years and this is what happens to the guy? Yeah. Uh, that's always been kind of the Star Wars thing. Yeah. But uh, where were you at the end of Mando season two? We get Boba Fett. We get to spend some time with him. And again, it's Boba Fett, but he's still, he confirms with us all, he still loves violence and he still has that in him. Yep. He has no love for the Empire, but he has a code. He has uh, a code. He sticks around and he leaves. And then the, the, the Bib Fortuna dethroning at the end. Where were you at that point? I loved the ever loving shit out of it. It just hit what, what, me. Yeah, all what, hit the you, what right. hit you? What hit you? Because Fennec it makes Shan sense yeah. that, yeah, Fennec Shan, I love the, the relationship between the two. I love that she has a life debt to him. Mm-hmm. It's very Star Wars y. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that he saunters back in after fulfilling his promise to the Mando mm-hmm. to help with Grogu. We see that all in, in, in action. We see Boba Fett come back and, and be cool. Yeah. You know, be cool, he's man. be yeah. cool, man. Be cool, man. And I love that he went. Took out Bib Fortuna and sat on the throne. And to me, that was a huge surprise for me. Yeah. Because I didn't think he'd go back to Tatooine of all places. But then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Jabba the Hutt being the big gangster, taking over the throne. And then we get a furthering of that in the trailer. Yeah. The kind of the politics within the underworld. What is Boba Fett doing? And what really got me with this Boba Fett trailer, my favorite part of it, was him with the mask off. Mm-hmm. Or no, was the mask on? Speak freely. Yeah, please speak freely. Speak freely because Jabba would have thrown you to the menagerie. Yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. be dead by now if you if you spoke this insolent tone with us. Yeah. But him going speak freely, I don't buy that. Oh no, it's it's yeah. it's the nicest threat you've ever seen. But also, there seems to be some truth to it, and and, and that's this. What's interesting, and we were talking about it on Force Center this week, and it's like, uh, you know, Joseph pointed out, as he does so well all the time, it's like, you know, you got Din Djarin as a character who is going through a lot of growth and going through identity and change, right. but who doesn't want power, and sometimes talking about, like, the Spider-Man thing, did not ask for this. Did not ask, And right. then you come to Boba Fett, who's like, I'm asking for it, I'm taking it, I want this kind of power, yeah, uh, and I want it for whatever reasons we're going to find, the specifics will unfold, but I'm intrigued by it, because it is this era of like yeah, respect, he says it. I, I'll rule with respect. Speak freely, but we. But but cut in between that is absolute violence of Boba Fett. Yeah, and I'm fascinated by that dichotomy and what that means um, to this character. And I, I'm actually a, a big fan of what they did with the character in the prequel era. Yeah. what they did with the character in the Clone Wars. Clone Wars, yeah, uh, and what he's done in some other things. It, it definitely adding to the man, uh, the, the 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 person, the soul behind the mask. Right. Who is, by the way, still a bad guy in a sense you know what i mean still a bad guy in a sense but i'm going into the heart of what this character is which i'm sure uh you guys over at force center are really breaking down and um i know that new episode drops so go check it out over at force center because i'm going to cue that thing up because i love it when you guys go deep on this stuff but when we're talking character with Mm -hmm. boba fett i immediately think of that mando episode where he shows up and he says some echoes from the star wars universe he says i'm just a simple man yeah making my way in the galaxy like my father before me. Yeah. 
right? And so he has that kind of that tie to not only Jango Fett, the Mandalorian armor, it's part of his identity. Mm. But then you think about it, gets a little existential with him as well. Yeah, totally. He's a clone. He's a clone. He also, for years, was in this armor and, and, and in, in universes recognized as maybe a representative, uh, representative of Mandalorians right. to people who don't know. Because Mando's, you know, we see that in Mando. Yeah. A lot of people are like, uh, Mando. Yeah. I've never really seen one. They're, 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 they're like legend, like yeah. Luke Skywalker so, was in Force Awakens. So there's Boba Fett walking around like, yeah, it's me because my dad was, but, you know, a lot of Mandalorians don't think I am, but then there's this creep. So he's got a lot of anger. He's got this. He doesn't certainly has no love for the Empire. He shows up there in Simi Valley. And he's right. kicking their asses. Uh, I, I think uh, <laughs> I've just always been intrigued by the, 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 the identity crisis that you can dig in with him. We are kind of... Hoping we get a little bit more of that in Mandalorian, we being me and, uh, and Joseph, but like it's a one shot. He's there to serve the story of Dijon. Right. Jarm. He was so it, right. I don't think it's a throwaway to just be like, ah, let's do a Boba Fett show. That seems like I, I think it's. I think it, they had some legit questions and things they want to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure. And again, I have almost no expectations. Like Jennifer Beals being in the in the trailer, flash dancing around. Did you know it was Jennifer Beals? I did first? not know it was Jennifer Beals. She looked familiar when yeah, I saw yeah. the the moment. And then, I mean, what did it for me was, you know, when she got on stage, sat in a chair, and pulled the water down on her. Yeah. And that, that was a clear I, that indication. A I thought me. that was a little off of the Book of Boba Fett tone. <laughs> but it was a nice Easter egg for Flashdance. Um, no, I didn't actually know. I mean, I thought it was a great kind of reveal that came later. Yeah. You know, where yeah, it was I, like, I, that's I, Jennifer Beals. I, I grew up, you know, I'm, we're of that generation. We've we, 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 we known Beals for, for years, whether you've watched Flashdance or The L Word, whatever. But like, I didn't really. Joseph and I were even talking about the character. We were like, uh, it could just be someone that has uh, could be because the scene. It's funny. It clearly plays off as, oh my gosh, Boba Fett's here, and the the other Twi'lek is whispering to her. Right. I was like, it almost looks like that guy you dated's here. Yeah. He's at the party. God. But it, that that look that yeah. though that that kind of uh, Return of the Jedi flavor when he whispers into the the ear yeah. of the yeah. one of the dancers at Jabba's palace and yeah. then does the. This was later on, of course, yeah. but uh, <laughs> everyone maybe in chat's having fun. What a feeling! What She's a, a maniac, maniac. You got that reference, sure. and you're here for a real quick pause right now. We have a uh, super chat coming in from King sure. Cal. Can I briefly scan Blue Wire website? I will check it out on an off day. Maybe I'll stop converting and get the goodness right from the source. Uh, Cal, just go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, yeah. Stitcher, any place, any place you love podcasts. You don't even need to go Blue Wire. Yeah. Just Spotify. Just Spotify. Spotify works as well. Yeah. Search for your podcast of choice. Just put the name in. It'll pop up there on all your feeds. Yeah. Like The Wine Life. The Wine Life. You can check out The Wine Life. Yeah. One of my uh, my uh, my new podcasts the good thing about, about wine, drinking wine. The good thing about wine and The Wine Life, you could take, the, you could take that Wine Life anywhere. Anywhere. It doesn't need to have one home. Nope. It can go wherever you need it to go. That's right. The Wine Life. Check it out on anywhere you get podcasts now. Ikaika, what do you got? I got a Streamlabs from Brendan Marr. Hit oh, me. Brendan Marr. What's says, going on? Hello there. You guys are awesome. Hello there. Don't stop being you. The book of Boba Fett looks very intriguing. There were rumors a few years back that Lucasfilm was building a set for a criminal underworld project. Did they resurrect those sets for this show? That's a good... Uh I yeah, wonder. yeah. Uh, we I, heard without about revealing this. my sources. Correct. I will one hundred percent say I believe there was a uh, Oscar-winning director who had worked on a project uh, that may or may not have been called Moss Eisley or working it, it's Moss out Eisley. There. It, yeah. Somebody did. Yeah, they go on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. so it was uh, uh, it was Guillermo. From what I've heard, he kind of told us. Wasn't from you, Collider. 
He kind of did. He kind of did. He kind of told Del Toro was in there. He kind of suddenly started talking about his pitch meetings at Lucasville. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, would have loved to see this because yeah. I love Guillermo del Toro. He's such a talent. Um, I do believe, uh, I don't know, related to sets, and a lot of this is on the volume, so it doesn't even matter, I sure. don't think. But yeah, I had heard some rumors. What are rumors, man? I don't know. Leia, Mark's dog, is probably spreading rumors right now about this. She knows. Um, that yeah, that that some even like Kenobi, maybe the Kenobi movie, a lot of them, uh, Andor, we're going to use some of maybe the stuff that was prepared for the that underworld yeah. related thing. Which there was, yeah, there yeah. was sets we've heard. There yeah. was a movie we've heard. Uh, didn't work out for whatever reason, but it would be whatever. smart as a producer who's made a feature in his day. I would have reused those sets 100% if they're available. In I mean, if I story. needed to reuse this brick for any way, I wouldn't. I I would tell a person wanting to do that, do it, reuse the brick. To reuse the brick. We might need it. You know, you never know where it can pop up. But that's the point of uh, producing and whatnot. Mm. So yes, I think it could be a part of that. Brandon, thank you for the uh, the streamlabs. If you want to get your uh, comment in here, streamlabs.com/slash good people GPA or super chat as well. If you want to highlight something to add to the conversation because I'd love to hear what you thought of the Boba Fett trailer, the book of Boba Fett. Where are we going? What is Boba Fett doing? Mm -hmm. Is he searching for his identity, Ken? How does it fit into the Mandalorian? I kind of want to talk about this. Yeah, the Mandoverse. The Mandoverse. We have the Mandoverse now because here's a big topic that I brought up on a couple cantinas ago when I was um, streaming from home because we were drunk and streaming from home. Um, But this is the idea I'm having. We are now locked in a time frame in the Disney Plus era of streaming. Mando is seven years after Return of the Jedi. Five years after Return of the Jedi. Book of Boba Fett is as well. Yeah, right. Because spun off of Mando. Yeah. Ahsoka as well. Well, maybe we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We think, but we know she's looking for Thrawn still in the Mandoverse. She is. That is correct. That is correct. Part of so far. We do know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not we get flashbacks or not, and Anakin Skywalker comes in here, it's been revealed Hayden Christensen Mm -hmm. is going to be returning and reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker. Whether he's going to be in the suit as Vader, we don't know. Flashbacks. Uh, flashbacks we can do, works. Uh, we've now seen flashbacks not only in the Star yeah, Wars yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to see it. them. And this is my question. Mm-hmm. There's a great, great, great shot in that Boba Fett trailer. Yeah. The sand people in a sandstorm. We uh, refer to them as Tusken Raiders. Tusken Razor. Ra- Raider. Razors. Tusken Raiders. Sand people, a little offensive. A <laughs> little offensive on the sand people. Got it. <laughs> Tusken Raiders in the sandstorm. Now, I'm going to get very, very, very sweaty with you right now, Ken. I think, are you going to make a prediction? Because I think I think I agree with, I don't even know, but I think I agree with it. Hit me. There was a deleted scene in Return of the Jedi after the events of the Sail Barge. Oh, yeah. Okay. That Han, Luke, Chewie, yeah. Lando, Leia and the droids meet up at the Millennium Leia Falcon. Leia and the droids. Leia and the droids. Come here, Leia. Hey, Your Leia. namesake. Get over here. Uh, yeah, Get okay, over so here. I, I see where you're going. There was a deleted scene, I see where Sandstorm. You're going. I love it. Okay? Didn't yeah. make the cut. Leia, what do you think here? Get up here, you. Come here. Oh, you're getting the rubs from Uncle oh, Ken. Oh, yeah. Uncle Ken. Come on, Hunches. Andy. Just, oh, she loves you. Just not, oh, that. Finally, you can see that there's actually a dog. It looked really weird for a second, just me doing this. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a dog here. There's a dog here. She's Get up here, you. There we go. There's, there's Leia. Oh, look at that girl. 
You are such a cute girl. <laughs> this is the namesake, <laughs> Princess right. Leia, General yeah. Leia. She yeah, loves yeah, her Uncle uh, Ken yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the Remember best. She, she hated me for a while? <laughs> she did. She, she had the side eye for Ken she because... She liked Uncle uh, Bobby Gucci. Right, right. She loves Tom. <laughs> All the sound effects happening with the Kaikas. I love, I love I this. Love uh, so continue, continue. I, the I sandstorm. Like like yeah, the sandstorm that happened that was during... Return of the Jedi that was mm-hmm. supposed mm-hmm. to be, though that scene didn't make it in yeah. the final movie, I do believe is canon. I do believe that sandstorm mm-hmm. is now carrying over to those Tusken Raiders mm-hmm. that are walking during a sandstorm, probably in mm-hmm. the wreckage of Jabba's palace, of oh, uh, Jabba's sail barge, and yeah. they find Boba Fett. I and I we're like going this. to get a we're going to get a flashback. That sandstorm, I can see that hit me like a ton of bricks. I went, wait, that's a return of Go the Jedi. On. Hit me with your best shot. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I had a pal. Uh, well, you know him. Uh, he's the captain of the the uh, SS Jar Jar Sinks, Kevin. Uh, he 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 uh, DM'd me that theory too, and I I can get behind it. I like because I, I think like I that. think we're gonna get some flashback or fill in some of the gaps of that story and i know we got some it, of those yeah. you know i've been avoiding a lot of the the rumor stories to avoid any kind of spoilers because we're just we're just so close to the show coming out i just want to go in yeah um uh, as as uh, un, un, unprepared and blind as possible i get it yeah the speculation uh, you know I, speculate I, responsibly yeah. i get it and it, it got me just because of that but mm-hmm. the bigger is- the bigger issue the bigger topic for me was how this universe and how whether this could be flashbacks or not because I feel like we're going to be playing in flashbacks not only with Ahsoka not only with Boba Fett but all these things is this now this universe could we see Ken this is what I wanted to ask you a sort of a we have Ahsoka mm-hmm, mm-hmm. could exist within the time frame of Mandoverse yeah, yeah, to- totally, right? totally, totally, with totally. some flashbacks here yeah, and there we, yeah, we don't maybe Boba that. Fett has some flashbacks here and there we mm-hmm. have Mando season 3 that is gearing up production Obi-Wan is a separate thing. Andor is also a separate thing happening in previous years uh, from this timeline. Alkalite, still maybe New Republic era. And, uh, well, officially, end of, end New of Republic. It, but that's a loose connection. I, sure. I wouldn't, yeah, it's 50 years prior to Phantom Menace, I guess, roughly it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But could we see Rangers of the New Republic? We don't know a lot about that yet. And, um, and we believe it's not in production anymore. We do, yeah, right? we you believe know, it's, it's it might be. When, yeah, yeah, we don't know yet. I'm but. convinced beyond that they actually really, really never knew what that was. They just said, sure, John, whatever you want. Yeah, and then exactly. It, it fell apart. Um, I guess my point is, and I'm not going to speculate, I'm just going to ask, would you like to see, Yeah. would you be interested in a movie uh-huh. uh, taking a page out of the MCU where, let's say, Thrawn becomes a Thanos that is set up in a way that we have a number of series that are revolving around this in the same time mm-hmm, frame mm-hmm. that leads to a big movie event where then all these universes combine and we have all these a characters in a movie event. that mm-hmm. then we have Book of Boba Fett, we have Ahsoka, we have Rangers of the New Republic if right. it happens, and we have Mandalorian right. season three or season four, however long. It introduces a big baddie. Somehow all the characters come together and then in the movie theaters we have ourselves... An Avengers type of event movie in the Star Wars universe, seven, five years, whatever it may be, after the events of Return of the Jedi, based on the characters that we're getting from these streaming series. Would you like that? I mean, I'm never going to say no to a Star Wars movie. Never going to say no. Uh, I would, like I said, I'm not joking. If they were like, here it is, six part series, George chooses what tomorrow to eat, I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna watch uh, that too. I love this stuff. I I, I I learn at the foot of Star Wars daily. Uh so yes, I love I'm on board with yeah. it there. I, I I would wonder if it might stick to Disney Plus. Uh um, could be. 
Uh, and I know I know they had teased it on the investor day last year. It all leads up to some kind of big event. I, I still think that's that's investor talk. <laughs> I think that's I uh, think that is too. Uh, Get not, those shares up. That's not doubting anyone in, in in control or in charge. I just think that's of course you're going to say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I think you could, and and it's it's the felony of it all. But people have to. I know you do, but people have to remember, Filoni is answering to Favreau. He has continued to answer to Favreau. Yeah. And Favreau is a little less concerned about some of the deal details. He is maybe just like, cool, I want to go here. You help me get there. Sure. Ahsoka's, we get to see her. Dave's very protective of Ahsoka, the character, uh, understandably. So I think we're going to see that, that that's going to maybe provide a better answer for us here. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very curious, even with Book of Boba Fett, what they're going to do with it, yeah. uh, and 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 how is there going to be references? I don't even think cameos, but is there going to be references to Dinjar and the Mando things go grief carga anything going on there? That's that if they're going to even do that, I, I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting right. Boba Fett tells his own story, and you still got the stuff in Mando three. Forget the Grogu and Luke of it all. You got you got the the dark saber, the the Mandalorians, yep. Bo-Katan uh, cries like yeah, there, the, there's the a lot of throne to Mandalore that we have to get to. Yeah, I think that's Mando season three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, think, yeah, yeah. Right? And then I don't even know if Grogu's a part of that. Yep. It doesn't feel like he would be a part of that. It feels like later on down the lane. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Speculate responsibly. That's what I've learned from uh, the, yeah. the great uh, Force Center because I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but I also like to go down those rabbit holes sometime and ask those questions. Oh, yeah, no, it's fun to wonder. I, I, someone said, yeah, there's rumors of a new canon version of the Throne Trilogy. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, Zahn's still around writing... Uh, uh, Sure, Zon's still around. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't think Favreau's that interested in that stuff. But yeah. I think uh, Filoni's always interested in telling his versions uh, of his stories, yeah. uh, and and I think we're getting a, an opportunity. I don't think even that he thought this would happen. No, uh, because even though Disney Plus was probably long in the works, like he said, the end of Rebels and and the big question of when does Ahsoka come back for Sabine at the end of Rebels, Rebels. He has said, like, uh, uh, he's played coy with it because he's like, I don't know. I also didn't think I'd get a chance to complete Rebels. I didn't think I'd get a chance to complete Clone Wars. Right. Yet here we are. Here we are. And uh, I love that great story. He just that made the rounds again, but I had heard about this, that he was on the set of The Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson really ushered him over and said, look at the look camera, at look at this, look yeah. at that. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's a smart dude. He's a smart dude. He's he's tipping the cap over the, yeah. the cowboy hat, as it were, to Ryan Johnson to say that really gave him some insight on directing that then came and, to play and, and, in Mando and, and, and now Ahsoka. Yeah, and I and thought, Kathy, of and course. I yeah. better, I, his fifth episode of, of uh, Mando, because he did the pilot and I thought the pilot was good. His fifth one was probably so some good. of my least favorite Star Wars in a while. But the You didn't like that one. No, oh, yeah, no, yeah. But the themes behind it, including the Tuscan Raider stuff, sure. as always, there's always things and that that's what we preach at Force Center. Not just find what you like, but engage with what that particular story is telling you yes. and that particular episode is telling us a lot. I just didn't like some of the performances. Sure, sure. But I think Filoni's gotten... Is by second by season two, and infinitely better as a yeah. live action director. This is a guy, you know, uh, he's worked for years. Some friend, mutual friends we've had work, yeah. worked with him at Last Airbender. He's this is he's been a student of this of of myths, uh, not just Star Wars, but myths for a long time. So I'm excited to to see a little bit, but um, excited. Uh, we're leaving out uh, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez, I, I think we be do show runner. This is going to be yeah. amazing for him. Uh, I because I go back and forth the mm. the tragedy and the rescue. 
are two of my favorites stuff, from yeah. The Mandalorian. Um, right? Am I right? The tragedy I was the it? Titles. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But I'm Robert Rodriguez in, not competing in trivia. Anymore. Yeah, no, 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 not, not today. Not not gonna, don't worry about not that. Gonna, not gonna work here anymore. Not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> yeah. But Boba Fett coming back in all of his glory, and Robert mm. Rodriguez saying in the great um, uh, uh, Mandalorian gallery when they're doing oh, yeah, the making, yeah. he said, "I wanted to give people the Boba Fett that we had in our mind for so many years when he returns, and we got it for me at least." Yeah, I think it he did. Crushed yeah. and. I think that I love the idea of Robert Rodriguez investigating, exploring Boba Fett, deconstructing what it is. I think that trailer, to go back full circle, is showing us it's this is a different Boba Fett. The Star Wars marketing, going back to 2014, has never lied to us. And that's something that Joseph, right. Joseph and I really will pound our fists on the desk about. Yeah. We all can spin out. That's why we stay speculating responsibly. But the themes of all... The movies and shows is always there, and this is right. It starts off right for the. Here's that Bomar monk. Hey, you like that? Remember when that uh, little uh, spider uh, monk showed up in Jedi? Yeah. Boom! Boba Fett does not consider himself a bounty hunter. That's immediately something yeah. different. Immediately something new, and immediately a wonderful theme to explore. I, I just I think the show's going to answer that question. I think so too. Very excited. What do you guys think of the book of Boba Fett? The trailer. Mm. What do you think is in store for our anti-hero? Boba Fett living under the shadow of his clone of his being a clone of his father. How is he tied to the Mandalorian? And is he going to be the next job of the hut? We don't know. I'd love to <laughs> and hear what will your thoughts. Rada the Hut show up to get revenge. I think so. I, I I'd love to see Rada's little stinky muffin yeah. Rada. I think the Clone Wars movie has actually grown on me over the years. Uh I really love a lot of things in that movie. Yeah. Um again with the the, the story that it's telling us. But uh Rada is Rada is the great unknown. Yeah. Uh, that is very true. You guys, you can send in anything you want here. Super chat streamlabs.com slash good people GPA. We're going to last two segments before we call it a day here. Ken, mm -hmm. I want to get into something, a little something I like to do here, what I call the post credit scene or fun fact of the week. <laughs> Woo! Look at that, Ken. And I'm going. Yeah. Is that you? That's me. It's a young you. That was a young me. Yeah. As Ferris Bueller. I'm going to an article I found uh, from uh, our friends over there at Screen Rant. Um, they have, every once in a while, you know, they'll put together some of these things that maybe you didn't mm -hmm. know about mm -hmm. certain characters, movies, whatnot. I grabbed things we didn't maybe know about Boba Fett. Okay. And I'm putting it up against you because you might have heard some of this stuff. Because one of the things that I learned today. Oh, yeah, hit me, hit me. I'll be Boba honest. Fett. If I don't know, I'll be honest. I, 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 yeah. I don't know, yeah. Boba Fett was intended to be the main villain of Return of the Jedi. That's that's yeah. Is it, I mean, show me show me the work. Show me the work. Show me the work. Okay, I'll show uh, you some of the work and, here and because also, yeah, that doesn't a, really check no, out. But no, no, no. I've I've heard it before. I've heard yeah. it before. And I've heard it before. Uh, I could totally see that. Again, it's it's always hard. ask yourself why why would that why would that work? And it could there there's some answers to that that could work for me. Also, um, but again, also I also check whenever George, if it comes from George, check what year he said it. Yeah, because he probably said something different two years later. <laughs> he did, he did. But according to Craig Miller, okay. Lucasfilm's first director of fan relations. Yeah, yeah, you know, George Lucas had a change of heart when it came to the issue of having Boba Fett as the main villain because he was saying George Lucas was he was going to do another trilogy that yeah. would explore Darth Vader, Luke, and the Emperor, and that. Uh, Boba it, Fett yeah, was going to yeah. be the main yeah, villain, yeah. and then he was going to go into a second trilogy. Sure. That, to me, is news to me. Yeah. But yeah. also, the development process, things change daily. Yeah. 
And this could have been literally written on a napkin and then thrown away. And Craig, God yeah. bless you, man. Yeah. Um, might have taken. I don't know about this, but the, the idea was to be Boba Fett, the main antagonist of the third film, with Luke's second confrontation with Vader being part of the follow-up trilogy. I don't know about that. I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard and to again, rewrite history in your head when but, it worked so well the first and, time. And I believe, I believe this guy, I, I believe George would have probably at some point said that. He, he has said so many things. I don't mean that as a negative. He just, right. his mind just keeps going, going, going. And look, even he changed mid-course with the prequels. He, he realized after Attack of Clones, he's like, because remember, Revenge of, Revenge of the Sith, he wanted seven battles on seven planets yes. to start the movie. And then he also realized, this ain't that story anymore. This is the story of Anakin, and y'all missed the point. So right. I need to really drive home that you ain't not supposed to be rooting for this guy right uh and the, and the lessons learned there so i i can believe it from a certain point of view anyways i can it. too a certain point of view i think it's a fun fact to consider yeah. but what we have in the theaters what we have is canon in our heads what we have for our nostalgia are mm-hmm. one of our favorite if not the favorite trilogy out there i think george did right by you know mm-hmm. boba fett falls in the sarlacc pit but here we are Many, many, many years later, enjoying yeah. a Book of Boba Fett trailer that we were able to break down here. All right. As we wrap it up here on Riley's Canteen on this fine Tuesday, thank you for joining us here. If you haven't already, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, do all that fun stuff. We're so happy to have you here. But I'm going to end this on a high note, as I always like to do here on Riley's Cantina, dude. And that is my favorite segment. They don't make them like they used to. Let's look at the posters of yesteryear. And right. how they compare Look now. Look at these posters here. Blazing so, Saddles. Let me tell you about Mel Brooks here. Let me tell you about Mel I love the Blazing Saddles one. A freaking gun to the, the head of a horse. All right. This is what we do here. Uh, you have something, Kaika? I'm sorry. Did, no? No? Oh, I saw, speak, wa- speak, I saw just, a waving just, hand over there. Just jump in there, kid. You just right, jump in there, something. kid, if I you have a comment. I work with this guy, Petey, on my show. That's he just right. jumps in there talks to me whenever <laughs> he wants this. So just get in there and do it. Well, I was trying to think of, like, what do we theme around Boba Fett? Okay. We've done the Star Wars posters many times here. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. But spaghetti. he's not a bounty. Yeah, spaghetti. spaghetti Westerns? Yeah, yeah, now you're on to something. Oh, but I, I just, went with <laughs> bounty hunters. Did I just step on your... Nope, 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 because there's a part of that in there. But I'm going Shut with... Up, Ken. I'm going with movies that yeah. have people hunting for other people. Love it. I'll just put that's, it that's not that spa- way. That's not Spaghetti Westerns. That's not Spaghetti Westerns, but there is a couple in there. Yeah, so sure, let's sure. bring up our first poster, which I had to start with the first appearance by Boba Fett in live action, not the holiday special, not the county fair where apparently he shows up wandering around does, with Darth Vader and does, that was the actual first appearance. He does go for a walk in a parade. He does, yeah. but like well before Boba yeah. Fett was ever yeah. seen anywhere. Even before the animated uh, holiday special. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I went with the original, the first Empire Strikes Back poster because it is a thing of beauty. Love it. it is. It is. I really, love that poster. It's really good. It is so good. It is darkness. Look yeah, at that. Look at Vader. It's romance, darkness. It's, it's romance, darkness. Imagine, the ice planet. Because you and I were alive during this time, but I don't remember. Yeah. Because we're old. I don't remember walking into a theater and seeing a lobby card with Ember Strikes Back. But no. do you imagine if you're coming out of New Hope, coming out of Star Wars then, yeah. and going, they're going to do another one, and then this is the poster you That's see? That's the poster. What? I, I, what? I, it's scary to me. It's scary. It's like, I know that Hoth is represented there with the, like the ice. Right. What, what, the, tri- what, what are those things called? I know stalagmites, stalactites. Stalagmites, one of the two. One of the two. And Luke on a tauntaun. We don't even know what this thing is by the time that poster hits. Right. We don't know tauntaun. A horse lizard. He's, he's, on, on, a yeah, horse he's on a horse lizard. lizard. But I tell you, Ken, yeah. that shot of Han and Leia. It's great. I still. 
stared at as a kid. Oh, yeah. I was so in love let with Princess ask, Leia. Let me ask this question. Yeah. Have you ever tried to kiss somebody like that? Oh, that's bad on the lower back. It, it is, yeah. I have tried. Uh, I've really fallen many times. Yeah. yeah, but this is a great poster. Uh, the first appearance of Boba Fett in live action. Had to go with the best, the first. Let's go on to the second Let's one there, uh, Kaika. Ah, I did. Outlaw the Outlaw Wales. Josie Wales. Um, what a great movie. One of my mm -hmm. favorite Clint Eastwood movies. Mm -hmm. I did consider putting in the um, Fistful of Dollars sure. for a few dollars more and The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But yeah. you kind of get it with Outlaw Josie Wales. He's hunted by bounty hunters at one point after um, he goes on a killing rampage to avenge his wives and Love his uh, son who were killed by some outlaws himself. I just picked it because that is a fantastic poster. It's definitely an, like an definitely a different era, right? Yeah, different era of a poster. But I kind of like that and miss that kind of old style art. And it comes up every now and then some retro posters. But sure, love it. I love Outlaw it. Josie Wales, an army of one taking over Carmel. That's right, taking over Carmel. <laughs> All right, Kaika, what do we have next? I went with Blade Runner because he is hunting people. Oh yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I love this kind of bus stand, the, the marquee yeah, stand yeah, yeah, in the yeah. theater instead of the actual poster. It's Sean a little Young, shrunk yeah. down. Sean, uh, run, uh, yeah. Sean Young, man has made his match. Mm -hmm. Now it's his problem. I love that. So yeah. whether or not he's a replicant or not, Harrison Ford as right. Rick Decker going after the replicants, yeah. taking him out. I, I love that poster so much. All right, what do we have next? Django Unchained. I grabbed a, a fan one here. This is from the great Oliver Webley. Django Unchained poster. You can search his name, Oliver Webley, if you want to get a print of this. Because this reminded me, dude, of some of those old Empire Strikes Back posters. Not old, but... Right, 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 right. Remember the, like, the upgraded versions where it was Boba Fett as yeah, yeah. Empire Strikes Back? And it had... Bespin in the background is a silhouette of Boba Fett Love it. with Bespin there and like uh, the son of Bespin at, at that yeah. time. But it reminded me of that and I thought That's that was great. very fitting for Boba Fett. Yeah. All right. What do we got next? <laughs> Arizona. I love raising Arizona, man. That, but what's the bounty hunter's name? I forget. It's been it, literally probably 22 years. It's been 22 years. I love the simplicity of this. I love the humor in it. I love their yeah. lawless years are behind them. Their child-rearing years lay ahead. Raising Arizona, of course. Nick Cage, Holly Hunter. They can't have kids. They steal one thinking nobody's going to notice the kid. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, he has, what, 10 of them or something Coen like that? Coen Brothers, man. But Coen Brothers, I love this one. I already see you in chat. I almost picked Critters. Critters? I almost, no, I'm saying. You and I, fun. man. No, I'm saying and I. We no, get it. No, I'm saying. We, love Critters. That. I love almost got name. Critters because they're, they are bounty hunters in Critters. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't go with it, so love spoilers, it. I didn't. All right, what's the next, Ikaika? I went the Terminator, and I love this version. This mm. was a, this was made for, like, the Terminator re-release of DVDs or Blu-rays mm, or something like that. That's a good choice. But that is a fantastic poster. Um, and I'm putting the Terminator as kind of a bounty hunter. I think that's right. You I know? think that's right. He's coming through time mm -hmm. to hunt Sarah Connor, take her out, change the future, and wipe out humanity. Yeah. He's like, he's not collecting a bounty, but he's definitely on a mission. You yeah. Know? He's, he's, he's definitely, Leonard Smalls is right, no, no, I'm saying. Yeah. The Terminator is such a great poster, something I found on the internet today. I thought I would include it here. All right. What do we got next? I did add it. For a few <laughs> dollars more, the man with no name is back. The man in black is waiting. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, his character, the man with no name, um, known as Joey, or Joe in the first one, but uh, only credit is there. But man with no name is back for a few dollars more. He becomes a bounty hunter in this one, I believe. And then 
hijinks and suits. one wasn't enough. I as just love the old-timey posters. If his one wasn't enough, yeah, as if death needed a double. Yeah. It's very cool. I love it. You got to include the spaghetti westerns that Boba Fett, I think, is going to have a big foot in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, mafia stuff. I know a lot of people make those connections too with Boba Fett, but I, sure. I, I still think you're going to have some uh, that kind of western vibe too. I think so. All right. What do we have next? Oh, come, come on, on, dude. Man. Come on. This is greatest, for you. The greatest, one of two greatest movies of all times. Don't worry. I got you covered on the next one. Okay. Six reasons why the West was wild. I love the original, and it was really hard to find on the internet because yeah. it's like the old-timey, you know, mm-hmm. wanted dead or alive posters. Yeah. Faded, old-time, old-timey. old-timey. What, a, what a great description there, Mark. I love it. I mean, um, it's, it's just the greatest movie I love ever Young made. They, they, it was the greatest movie ever made for two years, and then the next best greatest movie ever made came out. And that's right. What's next, Kaka? That's That's the best. And then the next one. Very different. It's very different. But I love Young Guns, and I love this poster because I love how it puts Mm -hmm. Emilio Estevez below the regulators. Yeah. Our main regulators, or at least what's left of them, in in Doc and um, uh, uh, why can I... um, You got got Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh, Chavez E. Chavez, Chavez. you got Henry William William French, and you got Balthazar Getty. Balthazar Getty. I forget what his name is. I love it. Yeah, Balthazar Getty. I can't remember. Well, I know his name, but I forget his character's name. What was his character's name? The kid. You killed the boy, Patsy! You killed the boy, Patsy. This is such a great poster and a great movie. The regulators are bounty hunters in my mind. They they avenge, they they do revenge, then bounty hunters are coming to get them. William Peterson, of course, is coming in Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. uh, with his debut in the Young Guns series. Do you think we're going to get Young Guns 3? Like, truly? It's so bizarre, and I follow Fusco, and I think yeah. Fusco still follows me. I, John Fusco, the, the writer of these films, he's, he, he's a very interesting guy. And, he is, yeah. Uh, he's lived a lot. He, 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 he's done a lot of cool things. He's a good-looking man with beautiful gray hair, shoulder-length gray hair. He, this guy's a renaissance man. He is. I just have a man crush on John Fusco, and he says he and Emilio w- want to find a way to do it. I, I You know, and it's like, I just don't know. I don't know I what don't know how. how. Yeah. Uh, you get to dive into the legend of more, you know, bushy Bill Roberts or whatever. I'm I think fine so. With that. I, I don't think, know. I think at Emilio's age right now, we can catch up with him at that point in his life and see what happens. Tom will, f- yeah, so, yeah, you're right. It, yeah, uh, Noam Sainz is Tom will, Tom will fall or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, and then Trey T in here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do. I'm gonna do the impression. You guys, you guys, you guys see the size of that Tom Tom? She, she's my. She's my wampa. We're in the spirit world. They can't see us. We're in the spirit world, asshole. You know it. Uh, and our last poster to take us out here on uh-huh. Riley's Cantina, of course, That's is great. Star Wars, The Book of Boba Fett. It just released uh, yesterday with the trailer. Yeah. Love this poster. Good. Love the trailer. Look at that key art. That's some key art. That is some key art. I love the way Boba Fett looks. I love the. I love that he's different now. I love that he has the black sash. Oh, middle-aged Boba Fett yeah. has become the Boba Fett I didn't know I needed. Uh, yeah, with a l- uh, little bit of a gut. A little bit of a, you know, no me. matter, because that's me. I'm in the gym five days a week. I can't keep that gut down. No. I can't. I, can't I try either. so hard. But today I'm going to go home and probably have some pizza. I had a salad for lunch. That means pizza for dinner. Yeah. So I'm all here for Boba Fett. I love Fennec Shan. Ming-Na Wen is spectacular in this role. I love role. her so I love much. her in Bad Batch in the, in the role. Yep. Looking forward to have more of her. And it is great. Uh, seriously. Uh, youth is wonderful. Youth is beautiful. But you got to, she's like close to 60. 
He's like in his mid fifties, and they're leading this series, and I love that. That's I'm beautiful. really against ageism. Uh, there's a lot of isms to be against. Uh, choose all of them, but I'm definitely against ageism as well as I, uh, I am too, get yeah. older, more gray, and, and told to step out of studios because you don't belong here. You're too old. Like we experienced that a couple years ago. Like oh yeah, I really love that those two are leading this series. It's I great. love it too, and I love that to end it on a high note. Ming No Wen went online, told uh, told a story, or with a picture. And it was her in the sci-fi fantasy high school club, her geeking out with her friends many, many years ago Mm -hmm. and saying how it started, how it's going. And she's on a poster for Boba Fett. Love it. And it's appearing on Disney Plus this December 29th. I'm going to be doing an after show on that. So stay tuned for Riley's Cantina because that's going to be fun. Ken, thank you so much for joining me here. This has been Riley's Cantina. Ken, what's going on? Well, i got to tell you, right now yeah. I'm going to raise home because I will be recording a new episode of Casterly Talk. There we you go. You can go subscribe on the YouTube channel. Just search it. I don't have enough subscribers to get my own URL now yet. No, I'm trying no. to build up the YouTube side of it. Sure. But it's been a podcast for a few years. It is part of the Blue Wire GPA Podcast Network. Search for it wherever podcasts are found. Casterly Talk, we go into deep into the themes and the legacies of each individual episode and how it maybe flows into the final season and where that show goes. And then also, pretty soon, pretty soon, we're going to be getting ready for House of the Dragon. And I think oh. next week on Castle Talks YouTube channel, I'll be recording a live Q&A, checking with the fans to kind of help drum some interest up for that channel as we try to grow that there. So I'm heading it. home right now to do that. Look for that tonight. Look for that tonight. Thank you, Ken Napsok, for joining me here on Riley's Cantina. Big announcements coming this week, everybody, for this channel, for Riley's Cantina in general. Stay tuned for that. For the rest of you, if you want to go over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash writewithriley. We just had the writer's room. The submission period is now open. If you guys are writers, you want to submit 10 pages and join a bunch of good artists, writers, creatives, people that are passionate about what we do, you can join us there on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash writewithriley. And tonight, Tuesday, that is, we are doing a live schmodown scrimmage hang that goes every Tuesday. That's over on the Patreon page. Check that out. For the rest of us here at the Good People Association and Riley's Cantina, thank you so much for joining us here. Ikaika, any last words? I knew I could count on you. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here. Hit that like button, and we'll see you next week on an all-new Riley's Cantina. Goodbye, everybody.